Support for the PWT cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole-ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCAST at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. All right? So uh, if you have balls, head on over to Manscaped and use promo code PWTCAST for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, And now, on to the show. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast. Scrum! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? I'm going to episode 202 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. My name is Drew. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We're bringing you this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Um, later on this week, uh, to sort of cap off the, the spooky movie reviews, um, it'll be myself and Wes Allen talking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, whether that's the 2003 version or the... Uh, the boomer version no, that's yeah. total that's totally up to you to to, to figure out yeah. um i mean they're both the same movie essentially the same movie you know yeah. um but yeah that that one was a lot of fun and then i the for uh so i didn't have time to record uh, detective agency so the halloween review that myself and vivian were doing that i'll just go up for, for 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 that instead um which is just we're just waiting on her. She she's an international woman of mystery. Yeah. Where in the world is Vivian Urbina? Uh, so once she gets back from uh, a great land beyond, we will be recording that. Um, so it's just going to be a discussing siblings. Now nah, she's she's a good brother, you know. Okay. I, I, yeah, discussing brother is it's like a yeah. like a like gals and Anderson use you know brother. Yeah, brother okay, brother I, <laughs> I like that i like that uh but of course that's over at patreon.com forward slash pwt cast uh and as well as uh progressingtees.com forward slash pwt cast i know uh, probably as this is dropping if not maybe a little later uh may or may not be a new website a whole new uh, outlay and all that fun stuff whatever uh you know websites do over at pro wrestling tees um wow yeah, so head on over breaking there. Breaking here first. Yeah, breaking. Yeah. I hope I'm allowed. I, yeah, I think it should be fine to talk about that. Eat your hard art, Meltzer. We got that scoop first. Yeah, suck it, Meltzer. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Sean a... Ross says. Uh, Sean's cool. I've met Sean yeah. before. Or have I? I think so. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, again, patreon.com forward slash wrestlingtees.com. Uh, 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 com forward slash PWTCast Drew uh, it's a very fun episode that we have today we talked with our buddy yes. uh, Cody yeah Mr. Uh, Cody Berenger our, my my boss down at uh, Kingdom Wrestling in Sarasota, Florida As, uh, the Jabroni U boys do the commentary for it you know every couple months when they, they pop up and uh, yeah it was pretty good we, got, we, uh, we get into some good stuff here yeah it was a fun episode that we recorded with him but uh yeah, there was some stuff that I wanted to talk about before we, we go ahead and get yeah. into that interview. As uh, yeah, earlier this week we had uh, we had a signing over at the Pro Wrestling Tea Store. Uh, for those of you guys unaware, Danhausen he is doing his his toy tour right now, which is so smart. Like, go buy his action figures and go get them signed by him. Yeah. Uh, and so we had a signing over at the Pro Wrestling Tea Store. Um, and so by virtue of that, I got to hang out with Danhausen for a bit. You know, it's it's nice as I'm. I, I, I was really only used to seeing him like uh, uh, at shows or, you know, mm-hmm. like when we do conventions with them and stuff like that. But, um, you yeah, know, it was fun, you know, hanging around Danhausen. And then we had like the, the autograph signing too, which like, so it was only supposed, it was like a, it was a two hour thing, you know, a two hour affair, a little bit later. It was kind of cold out. And we figured like maybe it'll be busy for about an hour, mm-hmm. you know, but fucking people did not stop coming it was awesome it was awesome seeing so many people come through like especially some people like there was there was a there was a couple that they were on their honeymoon um i think they were from australia 
you know, they were there on their honeymoon, came to the shop, they bought a wow. fucking replica belt, which I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. Or no, they're from mm-hmm. Scotland. You know, it's just like, yeah, like if you're if you're on vacation, you know, go all out. Buy buy a fucking replica belt and stuff like that. And uh yeah, it was cool again. You go to the wrestling capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, you, you come meet Dan House and that was cool and stuff like that. We uh I can't talk about it, but there's a very cool Danhausen thing coming out just in time for the holidays is okay. is all I can say. I'll tell you off the air what it is. I think I might have a picture of of said <laughs> thing too, but um just gotta love that Danhausen, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's funny, it's like one of those things where it's like love that Danhausen. Where there's been this like online sentiment of people that like don't like him now, uh because he's friends with punk. Like it's one of those it's like every everyone is cool until they start like yeah you know sticking up for themselves online then it's just like what no this guy's an asshole completely disregarding that like you're saying something shitty to them it's like it must be because he's friends with cm punk (laughs) and it's just like go fuck yourself you fucking weirdos dan housen's like the nicest fucking dude ever um that was really fun though i bought a i bought a copy of his of course as you know he did the the batman comic book so I bought like a copy of that. I'm gonna get it graded. I don't know what that. I just I need it in that fancy case, you know, so I can hang yeah. it up on the wall. Because uh, I think it's fucking cool, you know. Like it's, uh, you know, we sort of get into it in an interview with Cody, you know. But seeing like your local independent wrestlers, you know, like succeed, it's always a yeah. fun thing. It's always fun to see, you know. And I again like, uh, it was always cool seeing Dan Housen come by, you know, like the the, the freelance shows that he would come do and stuff like that. And just seeing what he's become, he's a fucking megastar. You know, whether you like him or or not, or agree with his style of wrestling, like it's one of those things where I'm just like, trust me, I have very firsthand. Not like Danhausen is a very marketable, successful fucking person. You know, like sometimes, listen, sometimes you can be a Will Osprey and fucking wrestle these, crank out, you know, fucking five star matches like nothing, and then sometimes, you know, that is just not your character you know like you look at mcfoley uh you know <laughs> dude love and mankind were both two very successful wrestlers one of them needed to get thrown off a of hell in a cell and set on fire one of them danced you know it's yeah. like it's not it, it's not just black and white anymore um yeah, yeah i gotta love that dan Housen. um speaking of black and white <laughs> yeah uh oh dude and then another fun thing that i did that like i i mentioned it in the in the the group chat um i went to the movies i i, yeah. I went to go see back to the future um it was me brian and and, and his two oldest boys damon and lincoln which uh was fun because this is my first time i'm pretty sure this is the only time i've seen back to the future in theaters you know, like uh, it was like a special Fathom event screening yeah. or something like that. My plan originally was go see Flowers of the Killer Moon and mm-hmm. then uh, eat I there. I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I want to see it so bad. Like it's one of those. Uh, uh, my buddy sent me a thing because, uh, you know, again, it's it's a. It, I, don't, I don't know if it was on the show last week, but, but BJ talked about it and just like, oh, man, this sounds amazing. Uh, the the thing I saw it was like shout out to the guy who wooed when Brendan Fraser came on the screen at the uh, six forty five IMAX showing of Killers of the Flower Moon, and I was like a hundred percent that is gonna be fucking me, you know? Because that's the thing, like it, it has a bunch of fucking people in it. Um, and w- very quickly, I do want to say like it, it just I would have thrown it out there because I've been seeing so many people talk about it. If you don't enjoy Martin Scorsese, that is fine. If you think that every single MCU movie is better than Martin Scorsese, you're a hundred percent right. The same way that if yeah. someone tells you you're wrong, like, because that's the thing where it's like, I hate this. Like, this person doesn't like. Like, listen, if you tell me you don't think Martin Scorsese is a good filmmaker, I will listen to you the same way that I'll listen to someone who says like, you know, uh like little like you know like if you ask someone like hey where can i get a good where can i get a good burger if someone says like oh burger king 
I'll listen to you. Will I take it serious? Probably not. You know, the same way that like, (laughs) it's, it's one of those where it's like, listen, I both love Martin Scorsese and I both love the MCU. I don't think Martin Scorsese can, Martin Scorsese cannot make Thor Ragnarok the same way Taika Waititi can't make fucking Goodfellas. You know, again, like it's just, it's different cooks and different kitchens, but it, it, and as much as it's like, it's easy to, to dunk on the fucking like, 16 year olds were like oh these movies suck and they're boring like no their opinions are just as right and just as valid am i gonna listen to them no fuck them (laughs) you know like no fuck (laughs) them of course but it's that like you can't there are some scorsese movies that are better than mcu movies are some mcu movies that are better than scorsese movies it's just that is but again it's that is just filming that is just film that is everything you know there's someone right now listening to fucking the Beatles talking about, meh, you know, uh, Nicki Minaj is so much yeah. better than the Beatles. The same way fucking some people think like Elvis is better than Bobby Boris Pickett. You know, it's just, it, yeah, there's just some right, people right. that have just asinine opinions, which that, that'll make, exactly. a, that'll make a lot more sense. Uh, Wednesday kitties, Wednesday, Wednesday, <laughs> uh, but no, seeing back to the future, you know, with them. So, you know, you got a, an eight year old and a six year old. And it's funny because, again, it was just like, me, you know, uh, the eight-year-old who's a lot more rambunctious, I will say, and opinionated. He was the one who was sitting next to me and just throughout the movie sporadically just like, wait, that's his mom. His mom is in love with it. Like seeing it through the prism or just through that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of fucked up that – an eight-year-old can recognize how fucking weird it is that this dude's mom wants to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, that w- that was a funny thing in I think it was like the first season of Glow when Mark Maron's character is is he's talking about like he's like yeah you know I got this storyline he's like Hollywood will never fucking go for it though he's like it's like a uh you know this this kid he goes or go back goes back in time. And he meets his parents at their high school, but then his mom ends up falling in love with him and trying to like fuck him and stuff. And I like the dude's just like, well, like back to the future. He's like, what? What is that? He's like, it just came out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like the way he was like, he was so like, oh, these guys will never go for this crazy idea I have. And it's like, yeah, it's the biggest movie. In, a, in the world right now <laughs> yeah dude i remember I, re- I specifically remember that episode and just how like oh shit yeah like <laughs> the heartbreak of seeing mark Marin. um but yeah no and i will say too like i don't you know hold up back to the future i mean it's one of my it's my favorite movie for a reason you know like it's just yeah. and my favorite thing is my what again one of the most adorable unplanned fucking things is uh, as soon as the movie finishes, both both the boys go, "Whoa!" They're like, "That's it? Is there is there a second one?" I was like, "Yeah, there is." They're like, "When does it come out? Can we watch it?" I was like, "Dude, there's a third one. You can watch all three of them now." And they were just yeah. like, "What the fuck?" You know. So they were very excited to. And again, Ryan, being a huge Back to the Future fan, I'm sure he loved you know music to his ears, hearing yeah. that you know now they were into. Um, they wanted to go see back to the future uh because yeah like again i I think that's like the one cool thing about that like just watching it i'm like oh yeah like marty mcfly is just one of the coolest fucking characters you know like it, it it really is yeah yeah which i'm just like of course it makes sense why you know for the last 40 years, it's just like, oh, yeah, you can watch this at any age. And you're just like, yeah, this guy's cool as fuck, man. He's playing Johnny B. Good on the fucking guitar and, <laughs> and all this stuff, you know? Like, uh, yeah, it's just so good. Hot take. Back to the future. Better than anything Martin Scorsese's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than anything Elvis has done, either. Or two. <laughs> well, I mean, you had an exciting week, but... uh just the other day, I had my uh, the old Halloween party down here in old the uh, Saltry, Florida. Yeah, I've been uh, waiting. I haven't. I didn't get any drunk Facetimes this year, so I was yeah. waiting to hear how it was. 
Yeah, it was a uh, it was a little bit more tame. I think the uh, the relocation, you know, it's got to build up a year. Andy didn't come down for it this time, so um, you know, it was he really he's really stirs the pot, so to speak. So Andy, next year, let's, I'm gonna get it on the books early, and you got to put that in the calendar. So, dude, I may um, have to just fucking make. It. You know, I'm calling it now. I'm gonna make it down there next year. Yeah. I should just look and be like, this is when it's gonna be. <laughs> Like the third weekend of October, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, and in probably the twentieth. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, that is something that we can very much plan a, a year in advance, yeah. as opposed to just yeah. like, "Hey, you should come." I should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what did you go? Are, are you going to review your costume yet? Or are you going to wait for? Uh... No, no, yeah, it's a, it's out there. I've uh, you know I put it out. Um, I was Johnny Darko as uh, as the skeleton, as you know as. At, at the end of the movie Donnie which was awesome because I was like re-watching it just to like see if there was anything like else I needed and I was like oh he has the fucking black sambas I have those black sambas I don't even need to buy the shoes really <laughs> yeah like so that was pretty fucking awesome um but yeah it was uh you know I I I own the, the, the essentially that same gray hood or hoodie already and uh just got the got the skeleton costume that well, that's like the one year that I did it. Like, oh, do, you, do I was like, I wonder if there's anywhere I know that I can get a gray zip up hoodie from, <laughs> you know? And like, yeah. I just went and bought the skeleton costume. But like, I, it just, it was there was a coworker of mine who, who I, I wasn't a fan of hers, and I remember mm-hmm. like, I remember I didn't I, trying on the costume. The skeleton costume was too big, mm-hmm. which I was like, what the fuck? Because I just oh, didn't. Mine was too small. It was all like it was right out. Like you, you just see like everything down there. <laughs> yeah, mine mine was too big. Yeah, uh, it looked it looked like I fucking took my dad's Halloween costume. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, it's it's just I remember just it didn't fit good. And then and see my coworker, she doesn't work there anymore. But I remember seeing her and she's like, oh my god, look, because she also had just like a skeleton costume. And she's like, we're wearing matching costumes. And I immediately just took it off. I was like, nope. <laughs> no, we don't. I think this year, I you know, originally I was just going to uh, to get mouse ears, mm-hmm. so that I because for, for, like in Mean Girls, or it's like, what are you? Just like I'm a mouse, duh. Um, yeah. But I think I might see if I can get a blue apron and then uh, just be fucking Carm Carmy from uh, the Bear. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have I, black pants and a white T-shirt. <laughs> uh, I, and I don't I don't know if this is for sure yet, but I will tell you that I almost because I have a whole year to change my mind again, but my buddy sent me something Monday, last Monday, and he was like, Hey, I don't know if you have a costume yet, but you should do this. And I was literally like about to do it, and it was Walter Sol- Solchek from fucking Big Lebowski. <laughs> and I was like, dude, all I need is that safari vest, and I fucking have everything else. Like, I think I I don't know if I have those like light. Uh, I don't think I have those yellow aviators. But that was like it was two things I needed to buy. Mm-hmm. Everything else I had. Like, and I was just like, I was like, man, this is I am so close to just pulling the trigger on this. But like, I already bought the other shit, and it's like I have other stuff to buy. Like. Let's just wait. <laughs> so I, I mean, those are those are like the best kinds of costumes, though. Yeah, yeah, well, I think so too. Like I, I, you know, I, you know, the 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 ones off the shelf, they're fine, but like, it's they're they're, they're they can be a little boring sometimes. But uh, I just I I love when people like put care into, or you can see that they've like. You know, it may be kind of like something that's even on the rack, but they spice it up a little bit with this or that, you know, just to make it a little bit different. Um, I think like, I just I, I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Th- like you said, especially when it comes together like that, where you're just like, oh, I already have like I knew I already had that gray hoodie. And then I was like, oh, I already have his shoes, too. Like, I don't need anything. All I need is a toy gun. Oh, wait, I have I still have a BB gun that I've had for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah i mean again i'm still undecided but and even then it, yeah. it's it's primarily just because like one i don't ha- i don't have anything planned right now for halloween but also just because because i move around so much it's just it's so annoying having to wear a co- like m- listen year round my uniform is shorts and a t-shirt yeah that's it 
you know, again, just because it's what I'm the most comfortable in. I don't have a uniform. Um, like, I don't know if I could ever get a real job again. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I don't think you could. I mean, dude, even yesterday, well, again, even that, it was one of those things, it was one of those trippy things yesterday where, like, when we went to, like, the specific movie theater, like, there's no box office anymore. Just have a computer just go up by your ticket there. And I was like, yeah, that was kind of the voice, like one of the useless jobs <sighs> 15 years ago when I fucking did it. Yeah. It was the easiest job working box office. You stood there just, hi, how can I help you? Okay, two for Jurassic Park. All right, do you have parking? Okay, $34 or whatever the fuck it was. Here you go. Like just the easiest fucking job ever. You know, like you were like, it was one of those like, man, I hope there's someone I I hope I get stuck in box office with someone that I can talk to. Otherwise, it's going to be a fucking weird eight hours. (laughs) Um, And it only it's only like busy every two hours, like when the show times are essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the best were like the weekends where it was just like super busy. So you just walked right in and just like, oh, yeah, you're busy the entire fucking time. Um, But yeah. And hey, you what, man, if you uh. If you if you come up with something you do want to be, like for Halloween, I know a guy that make can make you a badass fucking costume. That we do, yeah, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get into our, our interview this week. Uh, again, Cody Berenger, a really fun interview that we had with him and stuff like that. And again, I always admire. I talk about it in there. I always admire someone who can fucking make gear because. Mm-hmm. That is just personally my favorite part of, of, of wrestling, the, the 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 shiny costumes, you know? Like, yeah. it's always fun where it's like, oh, you know, sometimes you have, like, a Penta who's like, oh, he clearly spent a lot of money in that Joker gear because it's all he's wearing now. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, that's yeah. all he wears now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, that's one thing, like, and you'll, again, you'll hear it with him, like, he gets into it quite a bit, but, like, the passion this guy has for the business of pro wrestling is fucking amazing, and, like, you know the guy's truly living his dream and he's making like he talks about like everything he does is like through wrestling and it's putting food on the table which is awesome like if you could if you can live that dream like fuck yeah dude like you you've done it in life you know yeah so uh without any further ado let's go ahead and into this week's episode uh with the man himself cody Berenger. all right we're here now with the uh resident owner proprietor of kingdom of wrestling from sarasota florida mr cody Berenger. cody welcome to the pwt P- pwt cast sir well thank you very much uh i know the name now so it's we're, we're good to go yeah so. <laughs> awesome <laughs> well on top uh, of that you know he also does uh jcj gear which i yeah. th- that's the one thing that like you and i drew always talk about where um like as cool as wrestling is as cool as the characters can be the one the one thing that to me that always sticks out especially because i'm like a comic book nerd is the you know is the gear what people are wearing you know sometimes as simple as like all right check this out normally they wear all black for this show all white you know sometimes it's as simple as that but if you if you check out the instagram uh it's a lot more fucking intricate than we're switching it from from red gear to blue gear so <laughs> we'll definitely have to get into some talk of that because again like when i was when i was browsing it earlier i was like oh shit i was like this is again you go to a lot of indie shows and some people have nicer nicer gear than others and and, and clearly anyone's getting you know gear made by this gentleman uh you know yeah some guys are in jeans and t-shirts so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, that that was like one of my first indie experiences was was learning that I was just like, huh? I was like, why does I was like, why does a uh, half the roster have? Yeah, like you mentioned, just jeans and a t shirt or like uh, Nike spandex. And then the others, it's like, oh, it's like yeah, because they've been around for thirteen years, and these guys, this is their sixth match, and you're like, oh, makes perfect sense. Yep, I I tell you, and I'd, I'd maybe get get your opinion on this, Cody. If somebody wants to get instant heat with me. It's wearing white boots, but not white trunks. Uh, I disagree, man. As a matter yeah. of fact, I'm a big proprietor of white. Like I've, so I'm I'm nuts. I make my own yeah. gear and stuff like that, but I own five pairs of boots. Okay, um, and I have four pairs of blacks with different color soles and shoelaces, mm-hmm. um, and then I have one pair of white boots. My white boots are my special boots, but. Um, 
I don't know. I like the look of like black tights and the white boots and the white knee pads. Like as long as you're doing like accents that have white, I'm all mm-hmm. for it. If you're if you're not doing that, then then See, then yeah. I, I'm against white boots. I think of uh, late nine, like you know WCW Lex Luger, where it was black trunks and his white boots, and that was always just. I just never like really was into Lex anyway, and like. Mm-hmm. I was just like, and ever since then, like anybody, time somebody has white boots, I like, I'll text the group if we're watching something, be like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> See, the thing that always bothers me is, uh, like if there's, if, if there's, it's a multi-man match and you got mm-hmm. two people essentially wearing the same thing, you know? And I get it. That, sometimes, oh. it, sometimes it's probably like, oh shit, I only brought my, my red gear or I only brought my purple gear or so, or whatever. I don't know. But when it's just like, come on, man. Like what's so, going on? For me, with that, like I always give a recommendation, especially for new guys coming to the business. Um, gear's expensive. There, there's no mm-hmm. way around it. Like, let me rephrase that: quality gear is expensive. This is not a <laughs> shot at anybody, but you can get gear on the cheaper side that's thinner and won't last as long, and is not what we call in the business pay-per-view quality gear. Um, what I always tell guys is, you want to do at least two colorways. You, your goal is to get three. One without your name on it in case you show up to somewhere and they're like, hey, we're going to need you to do um, X, Y, and Z and get beat in two seconds. Mm-hmm. If that's happening to me, I don't want Behringer on my ass, um, <laughs> just just personally. And yeah. then uh, also, I'm going to have like – I recommend a set that's like a darker color and then a lighter color, polar opposites. So if I get there and the guy's got the same color as me, I have something else to wear. Um, like I'm to the point now where I carry about six sets of gear. Um, just cause I want to make sure I can be as different as anybody on the card that I'm on. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm lucky enough. I'm able to make my own stuff and, uh, it's, that's your goal. You want to stand out and be as different as possible. Um, that's why when I get a message from guys that are like, Hey, can I get a pair of trunks with my name on the, on the butt? And I'm like, yeah, we can do that. But <laughs> what if we did this or what if we added this into it? No, I just want the name on the butt. I'm a classic wrestler and all I do is technical stuff. All right, no problem. Yeah. So, what's your favorite kind? Like, things. is it? I is I imagine it's probably similar to like being a tattoo artist or graphic designer when someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, I like I this is the general idea I have. What do you think?" Because like you mentioned there, I'm sure there's plenty of like, "Oh, you know what? I think it would be you know it'd be cool if we do it in this." And it's just no, just black trunks, uh, simple <laughs> simple white lettering. Like, what's your favorite kind of client that comes in and just go? Is it when when they come to you with like I kind of have this idea, this idea, or, or they just come up to you and go go nuts? This is my budget. No, prepared. I don't take anything without a gear mock up anymore. Um, I used to have people come and be like, I have this idea. Can you just freestyle? I don't do that anymore because there was too many cases where people would be like, Oh, freestyle, and then I would get through with it, and they'd be like. Yeah, but I really wanted this, 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 and this when they would never give me that information. So when you come to me as a person now, I don't accept your order unless you, A, have a gear mock-up. And what that means is all the logos, graphic designed, everything put together. Uh, shout out to King Kobe. Shout out to uh, Rodney Cadwell. He does all of LA Knight stuff and all of uh, a bunch of the top top stars right now. And uh, I work with him a lot. So like, if you don't come to me with all of that, I, I don't I don't touch your order until you have that stuff. So I, I'm very much you have to have everything lined up. This is what you want. So that way, when I give you the final product, if you have a problem with it, I can say, here's the photo you sent. Here's what I made. So, yeah, <laughs> working at, you know, uh, with with custom T-shirts, with shirts made to order. I, I, very, I can very much get that where sometimes it's like, no, no, no. It, it was supposed to say this on the back. And it's like. There it is, your mock-up and stuff like that. So even you mentioning that, I'm just like, oh, I was like Vietnam flashbacks of just I'm like, oh yeah, people picking up and it's like that's not what I ordered. And I'm like, uh, yep. Yeah, when you get to a certain point, like I was when I was doing, I've always been very lucky that this has paid my bills. I I'm gonna be honest with you, I hate the word luck. I worked my ass off for it to pay yeah. my bills, but uh, it's more socially acceptable to say I was very lucky. <laughs> but the uh, when I was. First starting out, I was more accepting of ideas and stuff like that. Now, like, I closed down shop recently. I was at 72 orders, like 72 active orders to get out the door in a month and a half. Because um, that's that's my business model is if I'm late, 
my business is closing down because that that's that's the one thing I never can do because that's the one thing that set me apart from other gear makers. Uh, sometimes they get behind, sometimes they're taking other orders that they shouldn't at the time. That's been my one thing that's kept me, I think, super successful is I've never been late on an order ever. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> so, but once it got to a point where it was over 30 orders, 40 orders, I had to get to a point where I couldn't take ideas or I couldn't freestyle. Um, unless I like really know you and I've worked with you a lot, maybe I'll make that exception. But most of the time, I'm not even going to say most of the time, pretty much 99.9% of the time, you have to send me all the stuff. So we're ready to roll. So I know at the end of the day, I've, I've done my job correctly, at least. Is there a specific set of gear that's been your favorite that you've made so far? Because again, like just browsing through like your Instagram, it's like and and I do like I'm I, you know I know other people that make gear, and that is always just one of my favorite things where it's like you see it and then actually seeing it on like the wrestler themselves too, because it's too again I'm sure there's plenty of times where you're like man this is gonna look so cool and you see it on them and you're just like oh maybe we should have done a little bit less or again, conversely <laughs> where it's like you did something just simple and you're like, Oh man, that looks just perfect. Shout out to everybody that's listening. That's a wrestler here. Simple. Some, most of the time is going to look so much better. Uh, I'll give a prime example. I'm not going to name any names, but I did a gear set that he sent me the, all the stuff and like looking at it, it looked pretty cool. Um, like in the concept art, but like, by the time we got through, it was like 15 layers deep of different colors and stuff. But it's, like, you can't read it from a distance. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes it's too much. I, I have different like versions of my favorite gear. I love what I do for uh, his name is Luke Curtis. He's an OVW. He's certified. Uh, excellent talent. He was on uh, that the uh, wrestlers documentary. Um, super nice dude. Uh, sorry, Luke, for blowing your spot. But um, um <laughs> he gets like this velvet layered uh, gear every time it's the same style. He gets a robe with it. Um, but the basic gear is trunks, knee pads, it says certified on the butt, but the v- base fabric is this like textured layered velvet. And it just looks, looks phenomenal. There's a set that I just did that I can talk about now. Uh, his, his fiance is Layla Grace. She works with AEW. Um, she contacted me and she's like, I want to do a birthday surprise for Luke. His birthday was yesterday, as a matter of fact. So, we did him like a special set of gear for his birthday, and that so far is my favorite. That we really went all out on the robe. I haven't dropped it on my Instagram yet, but that set is just everything hit like hit the money right on everything it should have been. So currently that's my favorite set uh going out, and it hasn't been posted yet. It should be posted though, hopefully by the time this episode drops. Yeah, that's I something I definitely noticed too is like, you know, like you said, sometimes like seeing it on the person, because there's times I'm like you, you especially with gear because it's you know it's you know the, the the spandex type material where it's just like it doesn't look like it's going to be like that's gonna fit that person <laughs> it's just like they get it on like damn that shit that shit hits <laughs> dude it's this is awful yeah. uh i had a client not even a week ago give mm-hmm. me measurements and i was like oh he's a big boy mm-hmm. i make up the tights i look at him i was like these are giant this is a big boy and then i was like took my measurements he was like two inches smaller than me and i was like oh no oh my god this is my size yeah. uh, that's great yeah, yeah man um <laughs> yeah but uh again though this uh this saturday sir we've got a uh kingdom of wrestling in sarasota florida uh big match uh first ever casket man why don't you tell us a little about, bit about that Man, these two guys, Winston Bentley III, Connor McKay, have been at each other's throats for a long time. Uh, the sins have kind of taken over. If, if you guys have not seen a Kingdom of Wrestling show, yeah. this this group has come in and just caused the most havoc I've ever seen. Um, they're, they marched to the beat of their own drum. They took Connor McKay from Winston Bentley III. And there's been this feud brewing, and it's got to a point where as they put it, the only way to get past it is to bury it. So mm-hmm. they said casket match. I said, okay, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I try to, I try to make everybody happy at the show that yeah. is involved backstage. So man, this thing's going to be brutal. I, I am, I'm nervous to be honest, like insurance wise, I'm nervous. So <laughs> it, it is going to be absolutely brutal. And uh, those two guys are just, I mean, without murdering each other, ready to kill each other. 
Yeah. Well, I think yeah. too, like a, a casket match, it's like for the long time, I, I know with me where it's like, it wasn't until like more recently where they started to like, you know, it wasn't just the, the typical, oh, 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 he's in there. And it's like, because you look at some of those like early ones with like Undertaker and you almost got to, you got to look at like who he was wrestling, you know, where it's just like, yeah. okay. I mean, you, you look at like the one with Sean and even that for like Taker and Sean, it's still just kind of like a very, arc- and I, again, it was, it wasn't something they were super used to at the time. So you, you sort of get it. But like, I think Casket, like I know, like most recently, the one with like Brody King and Darby Allen, like that, it was one of those where it's like, oh, cool, this is this is sort of fun. Or even you, if you look at the one that they just had at like Wembley, where it's like, oh, okay, cool. So you can, you know, it's it's not just like, oh, oh, Drew's almost in there, and we're oh. <laughs> like, it's just, I think now having seen how it's like, okay, let's, and and I think just with wrestling in general, with you know how many. How many times can you reinvent, you know, specific gimmick matches where it's sort of just like after a while, it's like, well, just do your take on it. You know, like it's everyone's already seen, you know, Jeff Hardy take a spear off a, uh, you know, or Edge take a spear (laughs) off a ladder. Like, just do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my ladder match this Sunday. So (laughs) (laughs) where you, of course, are going to be hanging from and they're going to, you know, do the recreate the Edge Jeff Hardy spot. (laughs) Look, look, I'm going to be I'm a brutally honest with you. I hope to climb that ladder one time. Pull pull that belt right there. My belt down one time and never touch another ladder. All right. I've been through too many TVs. I've been through too many of these. I never want to see another ladder after this in my life. It's so funny. They were at, at my work. They just like got rid of an old TV that wasn't working. And I was just like, man, I'm sure Cody would go through that. Again. I, no, I don't. I don't want to. They kept you go what was so, so bad. Many. What was so bad is like it. I did it the one time, right? It happened yeah. the one time. And I was like, cool. That's the story. It's yeah. done. And then next thing came up. They brought me a TV and I was like, <laughs> what is this for? Like, oh, you got to do this. And then. That was a uh, uh, last man standing, and I got cut clean open on one of them TVs. <laughs> that was the first time I gushed blood. And then when was it again? Oh, and then what I thought was the last one. I finally won. I put somebody through the TV. For me, that was it. That was the last time it was ever going to happen. And then Bunkhouse came, and of course, cheese is an asshole and threw me through <laughs> a damn TV. So. <laughs> Now are we talking an old Zenith, you know, an old boxy boy or uh Oh no no no. Uh, we're talking flat screens. We're talking like yeah. the first one was one of like the OG flat screens. So it was like had to weigh like hundred and fifty yeah. pounds. I remember when I pulled it out from underneath the ring, I was like, Oh shit, this is heavy. I'm sorry, I don't know what your cursing parameters are, but Oh fuck curse. Like, yeah, curse all you want. Oh, good. Perfect. You're, so I was like, this motherfucker great. is heavy. <laughs> I pulled it out, I was like, Oh shit, I was actually in front of them. Uh, I was in front of the the uh, jabroni crew sitting there commentating. I pulled out, and I remember thinking, "Shit, I may have to get one of these guys to get this old bitch in the ring." So, that yeah, that great. person was was get definitely one of the worst. Yeah, yeah. I recently it was like one of like one of the neighbors out in the alley threw out, and I could tell, and I knew who it was. It was like there's like an older couple because the TV said they threw out was one of just like those old giant like flat screens you know yeah. and it was one of those where like the look at that guys at the shop we have that you know they, they're wrestlers it was one of those where they're just like could we and it's like man there is there's no way you could just pull you know like organically use that at your show it's just like you know what is this oh no here's this tv set from 1992 you know like just it's playing the lion king or, or something like that like one of those where i'm like no and i know what you're talking about too is someone like i have I have one of those like old flat flat screens from when like they f- sort of first started coming out. That uh, mm-hmm. every time I've moved, that's followed me since then. Got the thing's probably fifteen years old, but I'm just like it still works. I'm like it's fine. Sometimes you gotta you know hit it a little bit because it's pixelated on the one edge. I'm like, but it's fine. And yeah, that motherfucker's heavy compared to like the other one that's as light as a feather now i'm just like no no no. this this big boy i'm just like okay hurry up move i'm like i need to put it down somewhere yep yeah my 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 40 inch weighs i think about five pounds more than the the 65 that i bought last year from black friday you know it's crazy i i just went and bought a uh 70 70 or 75 inch tv like i moved to a new place and i was like you know what i'm gonna i've worked hard i'm gonna i don't know why but i need a bigger tv so i went and got one I had to get my sister to get it with me because <laughs> it was like so big 
and I put it up and it's, I mean, you can see half of it over there, but just the monstrosity of that thing and try It's not that it's heavy. It's awkward. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've made it too big now for, I need to move furniture. I'm <laughs> fucked. Like I've got to call friends over. Can you come get one side of this? Cause one of like, and the feet on these things are attached like the tiniest screws in the world. Like I feel like in a, I could just press it and the whole foot would break off the damn thing. Yeah. See, right, yeah. right before the pandemic, um, or like right as it was like sort of starting, it was one of those where in my apartment I got uh, I got gifted. It was like from from the shop. We had like on the wall a specific. It was like two separate TVs for like whenever like wrestling or whatever would be on, so we could just you know both sides of the room could watch it. But for one side of the room, it was attached to what was a garage that eventually we'd like we needed more space. We just got rid of the garage, so that TV just sort of stood there forever. And my boss was like. One day was just like, hey, can you fucking get rid of that thing? He's like, do you want it? And I was like, sure, I'll fucking take it. You know, and so like I, when I mounted it to my wall, I didn't I didn't think like, oh, hey, the world is going to shut down in about a month or so. So this will work as a movie theater because, you know, like I love going to the movie. So it was one of those things where I was like, fuck, I miss it. But when, yeah, like, you know, it's it's probably about as big as yours. And it's just like when it's that big and, and the room isn't, you know, that big itself, you got your own fucking personal movie theater because – you know, it's it's that where I'm just sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh shit! Like I remember I was gonna buy surround sound for it, didn't need it. The room is so small that it works fine. So I was like, well, if I'm getting this TV, I'm buying the surround sound with it. So that's the first thing I did, and the first thing I did when I got it, I was like, I want to really put this to the test. So I put it at full blast, which was a mistake, uh, and then I put on the CM Punk return, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, I'm there! I never have to go to another event in my life. So. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, like that, but that is in part like some sometimes you know like I'll put on a show and I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have been at Wembley. But then you know everything is just so it, it's like right there in my face. I'm like, this is way better than I was fucking watching it from, you know, from Wembley there. Because I think too, like, and I always say with, with live wrestling, and I'm, I'm sure you you know you can attest to it. Being there live is a whole different experience than watching it from home because. You know, you bring up wrestling sometimes to someone, and it's and it's always, oh yeah, you know, when I was X years old, or oh yeah, you know, my brother, sister, whoever, some relative of theirs used to watch it. You know, it's still around, and it's just like you got to be there, you know. <laughs> and and to me, it's it's easy to it's easy to take someone to an AEW or a WWE show because it's a whole giant production, you know. But to me, the best is going to an indie show, you know, where you're just like, okay, this is uh, this is Drew. His gimmick is that you know he's uh, yeah. uh, he he ran a bakery, and uh, you know it's just like <laughs> the most like sometimes sometimes there are no backstories to people, so it's always just sort of fun. Like, yeah, Drew's the baker. It's like, oh, okay, what does he do? Dresses like a baker, you know. And Andy <laughs> over there, yeah. He's the night guard. It's like, okay. <laughs> and what is he guarding? The everything. The, everything. You know, like it just doesn't have to make sense. And it can either be like super good or sometimes super, you know, like cheap, but it doesn't matter. Just to me, it's 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 more fun being there where you don't have to, you know, there's not 30 years of lore where it's just like, yeah, if Undertaker loses this match, then the street it's like, no, it's just it's fun. You know, like it's just it, it doesn't it can have a story, but also this is your first time going to, you know, just an independent show. You don't have to like, this can be your jumping off point. Absolutely. I think, um, being there in person is a different thing. Uh, when you watch it on TV, like you see him hit the ring, you see him do this the moment you're there. And I mean, you can do this at WWE or like WWE live shows or AEW shows or whatever, but being in an independent, intimate situation where, you feel that you feel the ring bump like Mm -hmm. as an audience member, it's a totally different experience. And what's cool about kingdom at this point, um, formerly known as grind time. Um, we've had people from two years ago when we first started that have attended every single show and they know from the jump, my story, what happened all the way through to what's going on right now. Like they know I started out in the, lowest of slums and now i'm lucky enough to hold that thing on my shoulder and i'm struggling every time to keep it um they've seen the rise of guys like uh logan cruz 
who have went from, I mean, one of the most talented guys in the damn world, guys like Daniel Starling, and a big one for me, uh, one I'm really proud of, is Connor McKay. That kid, when he first came in, his first match was at when we were known as Grind Time. Um, he wrestled us. He wrestled the Hounds. And uh, to see him now as the singles, I'm going to be honest with you, he looks like a star when he comes out now. He's in trunks. like mm-hmm. he, he just looks like a million. When he came out at this last show, Right, I may not like the kid on a personal level, <laughs> but professional wise, I watched him walk out and went, "Holy shit, that's a guy right there!" Like he walked out in that trunks, he had that black hair, he had that attitude, and I was like, "That is why I do what I do. That's why I put this money into it. That's why I do this because we kind of started as the land of misfit toys. So seeing all these guys succeed now is super super dope. So if you come to a show and you've never been to one. You get to see guys, and you can have a launching off point. But if you come to the next show, you'll also know from that first show, oh, we're doing this because that happened last time. That makes sense with this. Um, I'm a big person for storytelling with our shows, and Mm -hmm. uh, you can go back and see why this happened here or why this happened here. But I also want you to come into a show if you've never been to one and not be completely lost on what's going on. So there are those shows that just do like what we call spot shows, which is where they just pop up, do their show. There's no story to it. There's no whatever. They're just having matches to have matches. Um, That's all great and fine for them. That's just not what we do. Um, I like to do like a mix of both where if you come to it, you're not going to be lost. But if you're coming to it annually, you're going to go, oh, I understand why they did this. For you. Yeah. And that's one thing I've noticed about that. Like, uh, you know, the grind time and now the fourth, like the Munchies 420 crowd it's interesting too because it is normally you go to those indie shows and it's just guys who look like me, right? It's just like maybe a little, little, little huskier beard, like you know, black t-shirt, like that's 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 who's at those shows. But like these munchies crowd, like they're like older, like ladies and dudes there, like in their fifties, and there's kids there. Like it is, it is like like no crowd I've ever seen because people just like what they stumble upon it and they're like. What is this? And they're asked like every time, like they come up to us at the table, like, "Hey, when's the next one again?" I'm like, "Well, October 28th, man. We'll be here." You know, like it's it's so cool to like to to see that. And like I said, it, it's such a variety of people because you, like you said, even though there is this story, like you don't you don't have to like it. It it does a good enough job explaining it throughout the night that you get what's going on. So and I th- I think that's what's what's really helpful and like like you said with the storytelling like you guys do it in the ring but you also you know you, there there are those promo segments that kind of you kind of hit the bullet points and things like that that you're like okay we're caught up now yeah exactly I mean to the point where the the local firefighters when they ride by and yeah. they're they're using their intercoms to chant cheese yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah like i was out there i was tearing down and i just hear this cheese cheese and i turn and it's the fucking firefighters driving by and i was like what in the hell what type of bullshit of all people to cheer for that son of a bitch like just well, come on yeah so i mean i i know i'm like you know going behind the curtain here and I'm sorry for anybody that if I'm spoiling this for you but I had a coworker come to the show where the cheese was out because he was injured and or no he was suspended and he was like he's like cheese going to be here I was like no man sorry like no he's I said I think he's for good measure booked. by yeah, the way yeah he yeah yeah I said he's 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 double booked he's not uh you know he he couldn't make it tonight blah 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 He's like, oh man. He's like, that's all right though. I'll, you know, it's still fun. And then El Queso comes out. Oh god! And, and he was so mad at me. He was like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, what do you mean? He's not here. That's somebody else. <laughs> so like, it was it was such like like those those people fucking are invested. Like the people that just come back once or twice, they're invested in all the like all those guys, which is you know I think really cool. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, Daniel Starlin's coming back this next show. He's, Mm -hmm. he's got a legitimate beef. He pushed me to the limits. He was this close to taking it from me. I'm not, I'm never going to lie to you. Um, So I'm very interested to see what he's got to say when he comes back. And so are a lot of people. I've gotten a lot of messages like, Hey, what's this? What's going on here? Like, um, I, I know so much, but a lot of stuff I let people go, Hey, say what you feel like, 
if if you've got a legitimate issue, that's what I love. I love tapping into that stuff where um, there's this moment of like, oh shit, I don't think he really likes him. Like me, I Starling and me used to be friends. That, that's the mm-hmm. truth. Uh, but now me and him are we're good business. But when it comes down to it, like I, I hope I never have to see him in a ring again. So. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that Drew hit, like, you know, was talking about was just like the crowds of people that show up. And I think I'm sure you can attest to it where it's like you see, you know, it, especially having been around where it's like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, here's this. Oh, shit. Like, that's the little boy that used to come with them all the time. He, he's, you know, he's he's a little older now. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm <clears throat> like living in Chicago. I'm fortunate enough that there's a lot of well, yeah, the, the, the indie companies that sort of pop up here. They're not all necessarily reliant on um, like your big names, you know. Don't get me wrong. Every now and then, you know, you'll you'll have a bigger name where you're just like, oh, cool, yeah, you know that that's fun. But with most of the shows, it's just like, okay, but you know, the guys that we know, the guys that follow that, you know, when they show up, you know, doing a, a dark match for for an NXT or an AEW, and they're like, who's that? You're like. Oh my God! They're gonna Baron Corbin's gonna destroy them in three minutes. But you know, if they let them wrestle, like you know, and then it's like those are your guys. You know, very very much the same way that like like again, you said you you see them grow, you see them progress. Where you know, for someone who saw you come in and just you know, like you said, like at the bottom level to now to where you are now, like and again, you being on the other the other side of that, where I'm sure you see, you're like, man, you know these people are here again like you know you have your regulars and i'm sure that's got to pay off for you where it's just like well for the last x amount of years you know every show we run you're here like it shows dedication it shows i'm sure there's some validation that comes with that where it's just like oh yeah no this is i'm doing right because again for the last x amount of years this person is you know what am i doing on my friday night i'm gonna come here and you know hang out with these guys it's it's a beautiful thing it's something I like not to get mushy, not to get anything like that, but like, I love this business. I've loved the whole side of it. Uh, I love every portion of it. I mean, literally, uh, not many people can say they eat, sleep and breathe this thing because I wake up, I do gear, I'm messaging guys. I'm talking to them on top of that. I'm booking on top of that. I run a ring rental company. Uh, and on top of that, I, I, an actual wrestler and I go and book and go other places. So I was at a show recently, uh, CWA, it's a good company out of Arcadia, and uh, I was their world champion, and uh, I there was a these set of kids in the front row that I met at a CWA show like three months before that, and they were like, "Oh my God, we came to Kingdom and it was so good!" And da 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 da, and they're just going on and on. I'm like, "You drove all the way out to Sarasota, you like, because <laughs> they drove all the way to Arcadia. They were they're way far away." And I was like, "You drove all the way to Sarasota for Kingdom?" They're like, "Yeah, we're, you, CWA and Kingdom are the only shows we come to." And that is so insane to me. Like that was my whole goal with kingdom uh, was to make something that people can latch onto in a good show all around, not only a good show for the fans, but to pull the curtain back a good show that guys want to be a part of in the back. Um, Like there's plenty of promotions, not this is no shade towards any of them. Uh, There's a lot of good promotions out there. But there's also promotions that people go and it. It's not a fun environment to work in. And it's not a, uh, uh, I don't want to say professional, but has that professional standard of things. Like mm-hmm. when you show up, you know what you're doing. You, you, we have very distinct like outlines of what we're doing. We don't, we don't let anything go. We don't, we have very strict guidelines, but at the same time, like if you have an idea, come talk to me. Or if you have something you're really passionate about, come and talk to me. And it's not going to be one of those things where I, I don't want to listen to you or all. We're not doing that. Cause I don't want to do that. Uh, if we're not going to do whatever you want to do, there's a reason. And I'm going to give you that reason. And most of the time you already know the reason because I've already given you your, not to, this is too much inside baseball for me, but like, I'm a year out guy. Like I know what's happening next December, so to mm-hmm. speak, or at least the show flow of where I would like to go, um, where I would like to end up being barring injuries barring you know you know i don't know whatever could come up mm-hmm. but i'm very much a planner and i like to know where we're going to end up going uh, a lot of places are where they're like oh let's see what we do tonight and that'll figure what we do the next night and that would i would go nuts i can't do that i'm i'm too uh, uh for lack of a better words i'm too anal about it so 
what's your old like what is your dream scenario where you know like is it you know hey the, the crowd we have now times two times three or is it just keep doing this and you know it progressively grows for the next you know x amount of years like where you know where do where do you ultimately want to see it go that's a tough question so like it's something where um, I really enjoy what we do now. The five shows a year, every show we know is going to be top notch because we have the time to plan. We have the time to make sure we have the right guys for it. Um, eventually, my goal, and I'm working towards this with uh, 2024, is I would like to do like, I would like to end up doing monthly, but I would like to travel monthly. And what I mean by that is like hit, have three local, not local spots, but three spots we hit, like maybe like Lakeland area somewhere towards like a winter haven and then hit back at sarasota so we keep our sarasota dates but in the meantime we would hit other venues other places and uh that would be my end goal running more than once a month for me is just not a possibility with uh my work schedule with my gear making like that's something that would have to take a hit and that's just not something i'm willing to do like that's my bread and butter um and i'm lucky enough now uh this is once again pulling the curtain back uh jefferson saint uh, it has been a blessing on my side. He has come in. He is so knowledgeable. He's been places. He's he's helped start uh, Beyond and a bunch of different promotions. He's been there. Um, so he's been able to come in and take some of the workload off me because for a while it was uh, – we had another guy that I worked with. Ty, shout out. Love you. Hope you're doing well. Um, and he helped with, like, music and stuff like that. But, like, when it came like, actual show running, um, a lot of that fell on me. And when you're trying to work this and do this and you've got people coming to you with your problems and then you also have to figure out, oh, shit, I've got to go wrestle 27 minutes here in like five minutes. Oh, fuck, I'm not in gear. My music's about to play. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a blessing as much as we don't get along out there in front of the people. <laughs> he is a blessing and uh, he's unfortunately not going to be here for this show. He is uh, double booked and can't make it. So I'm I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> not again. <laughs> So, and of course, it's in a ladder match. Of course, I'm going to have to go out there and get my ass beat, probably. We're going to get L Commissioner coming in? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, probably. No, I, I, no, I I hope I never, this is in all sincerity. And this is not, this is not ribbing. This, this is dead serious. I hope to God I never see that L Cheese mask ever again. L Queso, whatever it is. Uh, No, before we get out of here, there is one thing that that I I did want to ask because, again, you mentioned, you know, you got a, you got a set of handsome boys that do commentary for you, you know? Uh, I don't think I've heard either from them. I don't think I've heard the origin story. So before we get out of here, you know, what what made you decide I need the most handsome, the, the most handsome trio in all of Florida to, you know, do some commentating for me. I'm going to be completely honest. I have no clue how the relationship started. Um, I don't think that was with me. I think that was with uh, Ty shout out Ty. And then I met him. Once I met him, I was like, Holy shit. I love you guys. Yeah. Um, If I remember right, like as far as, yeah, I mean the origin story, as far as the promotion, yeah, it was Ty. He was just like, Hey, we're doing this wrestling thing. Like you guys want to come do commentary? Like, fuck yeah. Like, why not? Uh, And, uh, but I remember most of all, I think when Cody really like was when you came on to do commentary with us and you're, (laughs) you're, you're trying to be this fucking tough guy and we're just fucking popping him left and right. And he's trying not to like fucking laugh. Like I just, cause I was actually, I think you like made me get up like, cause I was like, yeah, you can just take my mic cause we don't have the the fourth one. And you're like, get out of here. You know, I was like, fine. Like, you know, and you're like, I'm just sitting behind listening and you're fucking head down. Like, God damn it. Like, how do I respond to this? Yeah, that was, I think, my first time ever doing commentary. And, like, that was, was that multiverse? Was that battle for the multiverse or whatever that, whatever that dog shit was? I can't remember. I think it might have been. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a hell of a night. I had to wrestle like three times. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to do commentary. And I was like, oh, superb. Win (laughs) right now. Let's go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry I took your seat. Oh, you're good. Uh, Cody, it was great having you on. If people, you know, where can people go find you? I mean, obviously, they can't find you to go make gear because you know the the man is, is is pretty booked right now. But just you know, we're you know, plug away your your socials and and, and all that. 
Well, actually, October 29th, I reopened for orders. You can follow me <laughs> at JCJ Gear on Instagram. That is JCJ Gear. Uh, I'm also Cody Behringer on Instagram. You can follow me at John Cody Jenkins on Facebook. Uh, uh, anywhere else. I'm not going to get my OnlyFans link. That's all right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, follow all that stuff. And JCJ Maker Studio on YouTube if you want to see how I make uh, gear or see my very shitty personality on display. So awesome well i'll definitely be hitting you up i need a gear one side is andy one side is uh james and then just right on the back just you know drew like just gonna have like yeah. like that rick open rude, mouth. rick rude style oh yeah so rick rude style with with the boys on there uh <laughs> then we'll get obviously get them a pair and make them that their official uniform uh for when they do commentary i just think they should all wear the shark uniform 24 7 just me personally. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, it was about time we started enforcing a uniform on those boys. All right. No no more no more baseball hats and beanies. A little bit more professional. All right. We're thinking uh you know, maybe some gorilla monsoon style, you know. Class it up a bit. Don't tempt me. I would love to have the blue button ups and the tie. I love that old school shit. The, the, the big blue Coke bottle glasses. Oh, yes. <laughs> gorillas. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. We'll definitely have you back on some point. But uh, yeah, guys, you know, make sure you, if you're in the area, go check out the show because it'll be, a, you know, casket yeah. match. So it should be a lot of fun. Match, ladder match. Casket match, ladder Sarasota, match. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Mayhem at Munchies. It's going to be a blast. Munchies 420 Cafe, 715 ball, Bell Time. Not Ball. Well, there'll be Ball Time too, but <laughs> yeah. Bell Time. Uh, yeah. It, it's this Saturday. It's going to be an absolute blast. Don't miss it. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you, man. And also go follow at Kingdom of Wrestling on Instagram. Thank you again to Cody for that uh, wonderful interview. Again, yeah, it's I'm I I know I don't need it, but I definitely want to get some fucking gear made. <laughs> well, you know, but it is also one of those things too. It's like having gone back to the gym, like. I have pants now that fit me loose, which is good, but it's also it's like, fuck, I just bought these pants. So I had to like yeah. go buy a belt because I'm just like, uh, I was like, I don't like, I probably, I probably should just, I probably should just like see if I can still swap out. The, well, no, it's, it's been, it's been longer than a month. I think if anything, I would just maybe want to get some cool kick pads, you know? Yeah. No, dude, it's, I'm telling you, fucking, when I used to have like that Young Bucks gear, like that was pretty cool just being in it. Yeah, you know, wearing kick pads too is fun. I remember I put those on when I was Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Wrestling gear is fun. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, again, very quickly coming up this week. Uh, you know, uh, later on in this feed, and I did. F- I'm, I'm I'm in the process of fixing it because I, for whatever reason, like the bonus episodes weren't just lining up regularly. With it's so it, it'll. I don't know if you've had trouble finding bonus episodes. It should be fixed as I am working on fixing that. So that, that should be fixed for this thread or Patreon. No, I'm like, I'm here on regularly, like the music box episodes, like weren't like, like last week, you know, it'd be episode fucking, you know, the 48 oysters. And then it should, you know, be the next issue of music box. Like music box is going to its own separate, like regardless, I, I fixed it. Yeah, so, okay. so it should be fine for anyone going back looking for for those episodes. Um, but yeah, this week over at the Music Box, well, just just subscribe and make it easier on yourself. Yeah, just subscribe and make it so much easier. Subscribe and give us five stars. Um, uh, yeah, th- this week uh, Wednesday again, right here on the on the free feed, is sort of our uh, Halloween edition of the Music Box. Um, I guess really it could have been next Wednesday. <laughs> You know, because uh, Halloween is be Tuesday. Day after. Yeah, it'd be the day after. But, uh, you know, we're going to be talking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun episode. You know, we're talking uh, Ludacris, Justin Timberlake, AFI, My Chemical Romance, The Black Keys, uh, Dead Man's Bones, which is Ryan Gosling's band. Although on the thing, I just put Ryan Gosling because. Let's, uh, let's see if you can guess what song from each of those artists are our, our picks. Yeah, as well as uh, The Monster Mash by Bobby yeah. Boris Pickett and The Crypt Kickers. The Crypt, Kicker, the Crypt Kickers. Oh, well, he just gave you one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on there. Um, and then again, yeah, uh, Friday over at the Patreon, myself and Wes talking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Honestly, I feel like 
you know, like you giving Monster Mash away. Like, I feel like if there was like um, a Halloween playlist bingo card that you could fill up, the free space would be Monster Mash. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. On every one. <laughs> oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. It would definitely have to be the free bingo card, though. Because, like, that's, yeah. I mean, even, again, in the episode that we did where I was like, what, am I going to not fucking, yeah. <laughs> am I not going to not pick it? Like, no. Um, you know who I am going to pick, though, is uh, a list of people that are, listen, if I if I am throwing a Halloween party, a yeah. Halloween bingo uh, mash, well, <laughs> if I'm Bobby Boris Pickett and I need the, the Crypt Keeper 5, I'm going to have way more than five people, actually. Uh, I'm going to have the wonderful patrons over at uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Again, you can sign up below as five bucks, uh, a few different tiers on there. I'll tell you what, since we're already setting dates, any of you guys aren't busy, third weekend in October, I'll invite all the patrons of the PWTCast down. Or just in general. Listen, Steve yeah. Grows Weed, you can make the trip yeah. down to Florida. Yeah, absolutely. They're not as nice as Canadians. In general, Floridians. All right. So, yeah, speaking of that, like, it was so funny because, so, my neighbor, like, it was kind of like a split thing. Went out, like, she had, like, all the food over there mainly because I was lazy and didn't do any food. Um, and, like, I had, like, the drinks and other party supplies here. And, like, at one point, I was like, who the fuck did this? Somebody put out, like, a bowl, like, just, like, an actual bowl. And it was just, there were all like all these joints inside of it. <laughs> like, so just like, here, go ahead and grab one at will. <laughs> so I mean, it turned out to be OJ Breezy himself. It was just, that was, that was his party. Uh, that was his contribution to the party. So on straight edge week, come on, man. Yeah. Straight edge week. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know there was, there was a straight edge day. It might've been last week. might've been this week. Okay. I don't know. Um, but you know who you should have yeah, invited to your party, though, Drew? Was, uh, I'm telling you, they are, they are next year. Uh, well, hopefully we'll get to see Clifford Frazier, Jesse Kohlenberg, Joshua Davis, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Vivian Urbina, My Godfather Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Steve Feast, Rachel Sayarto, Lil Kevin Klein. <laughs> Lil Kevin Klein. Is that his name? Is that the actor, Kevin Klein? There is a Kevin Klein. But I mean, it started with Patrick Swayze and then went to Kevin Costner, and now it's Kevin Klein. Yeah, little Kevin Costner, uh, uh, Lucy Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, the Kings of Sport podcast, and Darren Kissler. Was Darren there? He was not. No. Well, he should have been. It would have been a hell yeah. of a monster mash. Um, exactly. What do you guys got going on this week over at the Draft Pod? This week over at the Draft Pod, oh, uh, we have. Oh, we have our. Uh, zombie you know or not zombie but our our reanimator uh where we we bring uh characters that have died in uh in movies uh, horror adjacent movies uh or horror and horror adjacent movies characters that we'd like to see have uh you know another run at it okay oh yeah sounds fun yeah kind of our own like i said we're, we're gonna create our own multiverse just all these different timelines going on well, if you if you guys watch it, I think next week I'll finally get around to talking about Loki, uh, season two, um, yeah. as well as Goosebumps. There's a new Goosebumps series. Yeah, I'll, I'll get around to that. Um, and so, yeah, because next next week we might have a guest. I'm not sure. We're still trying to get her down. Um, but if not, it'll be a fun, spooky Halloween episode. From, yeah. uh, your boys over at the PWT cast. So. Uh, yeah, man. Again, uh, thank you for Cody for coming on. Uh, welcome all new listeners. Uh, you know, thank you to all you uh, day oneers. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's it for the PWD cast this week, you guys. Uh, I've been Scrump. I've been Drew, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.